1: Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience tuning in at WYAD, 94.1 FM, and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all could be with us as well. I'm excited as we're welcoming the uh, end of this year and getting ready to usher in a new year that we can welcome back best-selling author Cara Ruta to our program today. Cara is an author who always gives us great books, and this year is no different. Her newest book is called The Widow. We're going to talk to Kara not only about the creation of these characters, but also the really exciting storyline that comes out in this book. I think it really is a thing that TV shows and movies are made of. We'll talk to her about the early response and, of course, let you guys know how to stay connected with her. Kara, thank you so much again for the time. Really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to hear your voice again.
1: <laughs> well, same here. I tell you, this book is, is so good, and there's so many different layers to it, and we're going to get into that for sure. But I want to talk about this experience for you, Carrie. You have been able to consistently give readers books that they can't get enough of. What has it been like for you to hear about readers enjoying your books as much as you enjoy writing them?
0: Yeah, it's the best feeling. It really is. I uh, just had a book event at a bookstore locally um, yesterday, and one of the people who came had already read the book, and she's like, I couldn't put it down. I stayed up all night. I'm like, see, that's the best compliment. I love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I love the fact, too, and I'm going to get more into, I mean, how you're able to come out of it, because especially a story like The Widow, and again, I'm going to talk around it for those who have not had a chance yet to pick up their copy Kara. so I won't spoil anything for them, but what I thought about in reading this book is how you really seem to immerse yourselves in the main character, not only, of course, with Jody, but also with Mimi as well, which we'll talk more about her. What was that like for you to kind of do this dance with the two of them in telling the story?
0: You know, I, I guess that's kind of evolved into my writing style is I really am um, the first person. Um, I am the protagonist as I'm writing, so I'm um, inside their heads and inside their lives. So it's it's a really fun process. I know it sounds kind of weird, but <laughs> for me as a, as the author, it's really, really fun. And so each of my characters hopefully have a, have a pretty unique worldview and a point of view. So it's really fun to just embody them for a story and then, you know, then let them
1: go
0: back, go back to not being in my head anymore.
1: Got you. Well, I'm sure other readers want to know the answer to this, uh, Kara, because I know I, I think about it every time I speak with you, and that is how easy is it for you to let it go? Because I, you know, I hear authors talk about that a lot, about the characters speaking to them. I mean, is it as easy as when you say the end, or do you find them, them lingering even as you're moving on to the next project?
0: You know, most of the time my my people are are fine. They're finished with their their story. Okay. They're happy to go off stage. Um, and usually, if I'm lucky, somebody else is like clamoring to tell the story, the next story. But I will say, I mean, they're still they're still running around in my head sometimes. I mean, Paul from Best Day Ever is kind of like he comes back in my head often. He he wants he wants a sequel. <laughs> So We'll see what what he's up to. But, uh, you know, I think once that you've, um, I guess, lived with these characters in your head for such a time, you know, whether it's a year or however long it takes, they are still a part of you always, but they're not front and center.
1: So, you know, as far as finding your voice, as you mentioned, you know, you've gotten used to now the first person, and of course, that's something that we enjoy for you as well. Uh, talk to us about how easy that's been for you and your success, uh, Kara, to be able to find your voice, because you know there are so many people. Unfortunately, we as, as readers, we do it. Until uh, you guys will say that you guys are the next such and such, or if you like this. Uh, author you're going to love this author but how important has that been for you and how easy has it been for you to be able to to discover your own voice and to stay true to that voice
0: I think you know that's one of the wonderful parts about being a, a writer and I I do think with each story hopefully you get better at that and, and more into your own I guess your own path and your own way of 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 completing this story, but I, you know, it's, I think what happened was I was trying to, my first few books, my agent was more in the women's fiction side of the world and she was kind of trying to help push me in that direction. And then with best day ever, that was kind of my first, I guess, when I really kind of stepped into my own style of writing, and I found the first-person narrator, <laughs> and I just loved it. And so that's that was kind of like the breakthrough for me, and yeah. hopefully I can, you know, keep going in that in that means.
1: Well, wow. well, the last time you and I spoke was with the next wife. Um, so you, you, it it was again one of those books that definitely with a page turner. Had a beautiful cover. The cover of The Widow, and I've heard you, as I was prepping for this segment with you, Kara, I was was watching other interviews that you've done, and you've done a lot of press, so kudos to you on that. (laughs) <laughs> of that for, for not, not, getting, not saying no to us yet. Um, but what I love about this, this cover is I thought about, after I read the book, I thought about Jody and Mimi because there's a great line that you write about uh, Jody that Mimi is talking about when Jody enters a room and the look. And, and Mimi's basically saying, I made her this. So talk to us about how this all came about. How did the storyline come for you for The Widow?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It was, uh, my husband ran for Congress and, um, served for two years, 2018 to 2020. And it was just such a, a whirlwind experience for both of us. But, uh, you know, he, he had busy, uh, legislative work to do. I was just kind of watching it all and, and enjoying all the museums. And so I knew eventually someday I would set a book in DC because it's just, it's spectacular with all the history and all the monuments and the museums. And so, um, Jody came into my mind first um she's the wife of a 30-year congressman obviously i'm not that so it's not based on real life but um she and her husband martin have been the um you know the the, they're at the top of the social pyramid in dc and at the height of his power and mimi and her husband spencer they've been friends for all of these years so mimi's husband runs a think tank and she's very influential as well so she she feels like she has created um martin because she's helped Propel their careers forward, so that's kind of the stance between her and Jody, because Jody knows all the things that Mimi has helped them to achieve, but she also Jody is in the spotlight. If that makes sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, it does, it does, and I love the dynamic here, uh, Karen. Again, I promised to our audience that I'm not going to spoil anything, but I, I think you know, as people can tell by the, the title, someone has a husband who dies. <laughs> so I think I don't think that's fooling anything. But I want to ask you about again the the marriage of it all, the marriage of you know being in the public eye, the marriage of wanting your own identity. I love the dynamics in this and how all of it you know kind of boils down to power. Um, what was that like for you to play with, to kind of tease from character to character?
0: Yeah, and, and you're right. It is about power, and I I don't even know that I knew that when I was writing it. But you know, there's there's a whole um, thing about power. Women who are powerful being considered ruthless, where if a man did the same thing, he would just be considered mm-hmm. powerful. So there's all of that kind of dynamic that was going through my head, and Jodi is – she'll tell you she's ruthless, (laughs) but she also really is powerful and and wants to step into her power and does. So I think – and then then there's also the the behind-the-scenes power, which is true in D.C. Like the people who are the politicians aren't necessarily the ones who have all the power. (laughs) They might be like a – the the mouth for some other maybe good or maybe bad um, players too. So that whole thing kind of comes to play in the book as well.
1: I love the the dynamics and the conversation that Jody was having with uh, a character we were able to meet in the book, Kara David, and and basically her thought process was, and I love this, is that you know she really feels as though this is what you know, getting to this level is what she she has earned. This is what she will you know be able to do, and and I love that, and I love the fact too they were able to see that kind of evolution, right, of, you know, of her being able to step into that. So did you feel like when you were writing this book, because I, I reference, of course, um, you know, it, it reads like you know, something you would watch on television or, or in a movie. Was it that visually um, inspiring to you as you were kind of creating it? Did you see these characters kind of doing these things that you were writing about?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, the setting was set so uh, strong and prominent in this. Uh, the book opens at the Library of Congress at these uh, real dinners called the Congressional Dialogue dinners, which are bipartisan, and they're trying to bring people together over history and books and this kind of thing. And so, I loved having my characters be able to like walk into the Library of Congress. It's my favorite building there, and the Capitol building, of course. But the library is just so stunning. And I was training to be a docent when we were living there, and so it's it's a really special place to me. So to be able to have, I can just picture her walking up the, the marble steps that have been like so worn down by so many feet going <laughs> you know, along the path before. So yeah, it was yeah. it was very yeah very present and very sparkly actually.
1: <laughs> mm, wow. So uh, you, you mentioned earlier, that's why I have to ask this question uh, that normally your characters do go away easily. Was it the same with Mimi and Jody?
0: Jodi is still really, really present. Mimi is pretty <laughs> much happily <laughs> happily, um, where she ends up in the book. So she's pretty much not in my head as much. But Jodi is definitely one of those characters who will stick around in my head for a while. I think she, you know, you you have these unreliable narrators who kind of, uh, as you work with them as an author, they, they surprise you sometimes and they, they kind of you know, they kind of work their way into your heart in a, in a strange way. So, yes, I think Jody will be around for a while. Plus, with the press tour, I've been talking about her a lot, which helps me helps me keep her top of mind.
1: Yeah. Well, I, look, I, since, I mean, the book continues for another 20 years, um, you know, if we could <laughs> – so, I mean, hey, there's still time. I mean, there's still, <laughs> still time for us to, to, to think about it for sure. So, uh, you know, you have, I mean – I think anyone who's a fan of, and again, I'm going to do exactly what I say that we as readers do, if people are a fan of shows, I can just name a couple of my favorites, like The Good Wife or Scandal. I think they will definitely love The Widow, Um, just because I like the fact that there are – um, these influential women you know that really are taking their space, even as I mentioned that in that the thought process with the character David that we meet, you know that they are underestimated sometimes but not to be uh, forgotten for sure. Talk to us about that for yourself, Kara, uh, because you have become known for. Creating uh, powerful characters, female characters that women can either see themselves as or are aspirational enough that they would want to be able to carry themselves that way. What has that been like for you to talk about?
0: you know I hope so i I do um, you know I write suspense and this is a political thriller so it 's not real life but I do want I do feel that my women characters are people that maybe you don't want to be them <laughs> but you can admire them for their um for their uh strength so yeah it, it's it's really fun to me i i had a reviewer say that i write um something about like uh clueless men and strong women and i don't really mean to do that but <laughs> that kind of is how it's uh, shaking out but there are some good guys in here too but um yeah. for the most part the women are running the show
1: yeah. yeah, for sure. That That is so true. And again, it, it's great to be able to see that dynamics kind of play themselves out. I also think it goes without saying, you know, for the guys like myself out there that read your books, that really, I mean, the fact that we have to even say it, you know, that, I mean, because you bring up a really good point that if it was just a guy, we just say, okay, that's just a guy being a guy. You know, but it is it is interesting how these books show, unfortunately, what happens in life, and that is that, you know, that women are are looked at differently, especially women, you know, in positions or who aspire to positions. They are looked at as differently, for sure. You know, I, for yourself, you kind of have two audiences. I've seen you, Kara, being able to talk to one, of course, are your readers like myself, but also those who are looking at your career and all you've you've been able to achieve. As an author and say, "Wow, you know that's the kind of thing I want. Talk to us about what that's been like because i know I noticed even um in one video i noticed, I watched when I was prepping for this, you were giving like like tips, and I know you said that of course everyone's process is going to be different, but what has it been like for you to know that people do look at you as an example of what they can maybe have in their own literary career
0: i well I mean it's I mean, it's a dream come true. I think we've talked about that before. I oh, Since third grade, I've wanted to be an author. And so to me, it's um, it's amazing. And, you know, if I can inspire other people to put your passion into actions and live your life or your dreams, that's, um, I mean, that's my goal. So if, if you are wanting to be a writer, just, just start. Just sit down and start and, and just keep going. I think a lot of everything in life is about resilience and perseverance and yeah. dreams come true because you don't let go of them you keep pursuing them until you make them come true and that's i I, you know if i had stopped with all the rejections back in the day i never would be um, enjoying this kind of a career and again it's not ever smooth in anything but you just keep going (laughs) kind of my mantra keep going and and make it happen
1: that's such a good point. Such a great thing. Again, uh, Kara has given us a great book to be able to, to finish up the year with. It's called The Widow. It's available now through our friends at Amazon.com. Already a bestseller on Amazon. You all can also get it from your favorite local bookstore if they don't have it. I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. How can our audience stay connected with you?
0: Well, you know, I am on social media, so you can find me everywhere at Kara Ruta. <laughs> and it's just hard to spell. It's Kara, K-A-I-R-A, and then Ruta, like Gouda. And, I, you know, you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. I think I'm even a little bit on TikTok, but don't go there. Anyway, and um, my website, too.
1: There you go. Well, I'm not on TikTok either, so I, 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 it's, it's, you know, I totally get it. Look, there's only so much bandwidth we have in a day, and I, you know, I kind of stay with the the ones I'm comfortable with at this point at my age. <laughs> so, so I totally yeah, get it. Kara, thank you so <laughs> much again. Congratulations to you. It's always a pleasure speaking with you, and looking forward to having you back on the show again.
0: Yeah, I'd love to come back. It's great to listen to you and talk to you, and uh, it made me smile to hear your voice. So, happy holidays, well, thank and thanks for having me.
1: Hey, always a pleasure. Thank you. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.